This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast, all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson, joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. How you doing, Chase? I'm doing pretty good, actually. You know, still quarantined, of course, but finally got my sports fix with the NFL Draft this weekend, so, uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of running off a high right now, feeling pretty good. Yeah, I agree. It is a beautiful day out today. We just had the NFL Draft. It's like a a balmy 60 degrees out. I'm going to open up the windows after our recording, get to hear the birds chirping. But uh, yeah, we got got a good show in store for you guys listening. We got a little bit of news to go over first, and then we're going to start hitting up some redrafts. I know Chase just said we got the NFL draft just recently over this past weekend. We're super excited about that and what came of it. We're also very excited for the NHL draft. Unfortunately, we have no idea when it's going to be. Obviously, it was originally set for June 26th. No longer. Uh, we're not sure when it's going to happen. So we decided that we want to do some redrafts. So today, we're going to look at the 2013 draft. We're going to redraft it. That was a big year for our Tampa Bay Lightning. We had the third overall pick. Got Jonathan Druin out of that draft. We'll see who we take in the redraft. So first up, Chase, let's talk about some news. First, we got Olympic Pools being partially set for the 2022 Olympics. So all the teams that have qualified thus far for the Olympics, uh, that would be Canada, U.S., Germany, Russia, Czech Republic, Switzerland, Finland, and Sweden, uh, and also China because they're the host country. So all, all, all those pools or those teams have been set in their pools so far. Uh, so right now in Group A, we have Canada, U.S., Germany, and China. Then Group B, we have Russia, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and then a qualifier. And then Group C is Finland, Sweden, qualifier one, qualifier two. So two more qualifying teams. So how it works for these poolings, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, it's based off IIHF rankings. The IIHF rankings not, ranks not just like the last Olympic tournament, but it ranks all international tournaments that have been played. So the last World Championships in 2019, how you finish there gets added on to how you finish the year before, then how you finish in the Olympics. So all the tournaments played at the men's level over the last few years get added up and contributed into this final ranking so technically the u.s was the sixth seed where the canada was number one seed that's why they're in the same pool uh so the top three seeds for each pool are canada's first seed russia's second seed Finland third seed so we're just waiting on three more teams to qualify you would probably assume it's you know it's going to be maybe a team like slovenia or norway or kazakhstan but uh, who knows maybe someone random will sneak in there that'd be pretty fun yeah, it would be very fun. Let's go over those now. So for there's there's three groups here, Group D, Group E, Group F, and there's four teams in each, all of them vying for that qualifier spot. So for Group D, you got Slovakia, Belarus, Austria, and Poland. They're going to be vying for a spot. Then you got Latvia, France, Italy, Hungary. They're going to be going against each other, trying to get into the Olympics. And then finally, Norway, Denmark, Korea, Slovenia, like Chase mentioned previously. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, I think it would be really cool if you got to see, like, Korea, Latvia, and maybe Belarus in there. Because, obviously, those guys don't have as many appearances as the others. But uh, we're just going to have to wait and find out who makes it. But I think if, if you had to pick right now a group between A, B, and C who has the most difficult group as of right now, obviously group C, we don't know the qualifiers. Um, but if you had to pick one where, you know, you think it's going to be pretty difficult, who would you pick? Well, if NHL players are alone to the tournament, I would personally say group B sure. Group a has the Canada and the U S going against each other, but then they get to play Germany. Who's still going to have, you know, it's like Leon race idol and still have some great talents, more cider at that point. Maybe Tim Schutzel makes the team, but they also get to freely beat up on China, whereas Russia, Czech Republic, Switzerland would be three pretty 
Like, I mean, Russia would be the better team, but Czech Republic Switzerland wouldn't be, like, too far behind. And then, say, they get a team like Slovenia, who's used to this level of play. Like, that, that would be a pretty even pool, if you ask me personally. But I could also see the argument for Group A. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. And, you know, we're hoping for the NHL loans coming over, but obviously we haven't heard much on that in a little bit. You know, with the NHL kind of being a little stingy with their players, so that's no. unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Chase. It's quite surprising here. But uh, next on the news board, we got cities, states, and even more provinces. They're trying to make their bid to host neutral site NHL games. And that'd be exciting. I want the NHL back. Oh, it'd be very exciting. You know, it, I don't know the likelihood of it happening. Uh, they're talking about how they want it to be. Hopefully pick them back up with the next month or two. Uh, you know, some some states that host NHL games already as it is, like uh, Nevada or California, Arizona, have thrown in their bids, and some provinces, you know, like in like Manitoba, Saskatchewan, have thrown in their bids too. But a, a really random state for me that I saw throwing a bid was North Dakota, trying to say, hey, come play here. Like, there's no NHL teams in North Dakota. I'm sure it'd be great exposure for that reason because they do like hockey in North Dakota. They have a great college program, have some good junior teams, so it, it'd be. Cool to get some NHL hockey there for the first time, but I thought that was just a really random place to kind of randomly be in that mix, you know? That is a very random place, but at the same time, it could be kind of uh, good, I guess, because with obviously the pandemic happening, more people equals more risk and scare for the pandemic to continue. North Dakota, not a very big state when it comes to population, so that might be a site to keep an eye on if we are looking at these neutral site games, but that's it for the news today. Uh, again, not a lot happening in hockey right now. Uh, luckily we had a lot of NFL stuff. So if, if you're an all sports fan, then you had a great week, but uh, we will now move on to our 2013 redraft. We're going to be going over obviously who originally went in that spot and then who we have now and then where they were originally drafted. You'll see how it all works. So, uh, we're going to be going back and forth. Chase, you'll start with one and go through all the odds. I'll go through all the evens. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen, guys, I get it. It's quarantine. What's the big deal? But guys, come on. We all know it. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. And that's why Manscaped has been working over the past 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer known to man, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped Advanced Skin Safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features, my personal favorite, is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Guys, I want to help you get your own Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 right now by letting you know you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. That's again, 20% off with your free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our promo code THPN. Let's just kick it off here. The number one overall pick, the Colorado Avalanche. Who are they taking? Of course they're taking Nathan McKinnon. Why would they change anything up? That would just make no sense for them. The guy has been an absolute superstar. Sure, he, he had a great rookie year. Started off a little slow his sophomore and junior seasons in the NHL. But, man, he's been on fire ever since then. Clear consensus number one guy in this draft. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. Arguably a top five player in the whole league. Could even argue top three. Yeah, especially especially in terms of skating. Like, I mean, this dude is just a stupid, ridiculous, phenomenal skater. Uh, he's someone who is very well on track to... I, he's still got a lot of years left in his career, don't get me wrong, but he's a guy who's got the talent and is on track to become a Hall of Famer down the road, hopefully get his name on a couple Stanley Cup teams. Uh, he, I, I mean, I really got nothing else to say. He's just flat out a superstar. 100%. Next up, number two, the Florida Panthers. They originally took Alexander Barkov at this spot, and we 
have them taking Alexander Barkov. They made the right choice. Alexander Barkov, one of the best two-way centers in the league, and honestly, just a superstar, just like Nathan McKinnon. Uh, It's unfortunate he's in the Florida Panthers system because obviously the Florida Panthers don't get as much exposure as other teams, but this guy really is quite a stud. Yeah, he was a terribly underrated player for quite some time. He's finally getting the recognition that he deserves slowly. Uh, he's really being recognized as one of the better players in the league, one of the best two-way guys, some of the sickest hands you've ever seen. So he's finally getting to that level. And Barkov, he's really got the complete package as a player. He's great down the middle. He's good, good skater. He's reliable every single inch of the ice. He can pass. He can shoot. He can dangle. He'll do whatever the hell you need him to do. He's someone that... He's one, always been one of my favorite players since entering the NHL. He's someone that I've always really liked. He's got a lot of talent. I just wish he was playing for the other Florida team. Exactly. Now, speaking of that other Florida team, our Tampa Bay Lightning, Chase, they picked number three in this draft. Who do you have them taking here? Are, are they sticking with Jonathan Druin, or are they changing it up? So even though Jonathan Druin did land us Mikhail Gachev in a trade, he would not be the pick here. Mr. Seth Jones would instead be the pick. Uh, originally the fourth overall pick to the Nashville Predators. Seth Jones is just an absolute tremendous talent. He's one of the best defensemen in the league, if you ask me. He's still incredibly young, too. He's got a lot of years left. He's reliable every aspect of the game. He's someone that, like, really, I could eventually possibly see a captain in the NHL one day. He, he's just got all those right intangible traits. He's just such a good player, such a great team guy, such a great asset to have in your organization. I 100% agree, and he makes up a really nice defensive core on that kind of lacking Columbus roster with him obviously there, Zach Wierenski, Ryan Murray, a couple other guys there as well. But can we just talk about real quick, Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson straight up, that has not really worked out for Nashville. No, it has not. Like, Ryan Johansson hasn't been bad, but like, compared to value, I give me Seth Jones 14 days of the week, honestly. It's not even close. Yeah, most definitely. And Seth Jones, obviously, if he was here with our Tampa Bay Lightning, um, I mean, it wouldn't change anything because we're already a Stanley Cup favorite. But, I mean, obviously, it would help us just that much more. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, next up with that number four selection. Originally, it was owned by the Nashville Predators. Obviously, they took Seth Jones. That would be the pick if he was still available. Unfortunately, he is not. So the Nashville Predators select Sean Monahan, who is currently with the Calgary Flames. He went sixth overall in that draft. He goes number four here to the Nashville Predators. Yeah, uh, Sean Monahan's a guy that I've really liked as an like not just an NHL player, but as a junior player coming out of the OHL, he's just someone who has always played a truly complete game. You know, I've mentioned that quite a few players that have been drafted so far. That's really one of the strong suits of this draft. There's a lot of guys who play good, complete games on the middle. Uh, he's someone that yet again, trusts all aspects of the game. He's, he's got this quiet confidence about him and he pairs up with, with Calgary. Now he pairs up so well with Johnny Gaudreau. So, you know, maybe he wouldn't be as effective in a, in a different team or maybe be more effective because he wasn't, having to give the puck to Johnny Gaudreau all the time and he could do his own thing. I don't know, but Sean Monaghan is another guy who's just a truly special talent, and I think it's, I think he's someone who is actually a bit underrated too, and it's kind of criminal that he hasn't really played in an all-star game or anything like that. Yeah, I 100% agree. A very good two-way forward, and hey, if he was over there with the Nashville Predators, they had Philip Forsberg still. Him and Philip Forsberg, I think, would work just as well as him and Johnny Gaudreau. So, a great pick here for the Nashville Predators at number four. Next up, we got number five. Yep, number five is going to stay exactly the same. Elias Lindholm will go back to the Carolina Hurricanes as original, or as he did originally, I should say. I know he's no longer part of the team anymore, but this this was a good value pick for the Canes, if you ask me. He was good with them. Uh, he might not have ever reached his full ceiling until he finally got traded. Then he kind of exploded the last couple of years. He's been one of the better players in the league. You know, he's a really good dynamic offensive talent. He's in the offensive zone. He, you know, he's someone who's really special. He just creates plays. He's, you know, creates a lot of magic in the zone. He's got great hands, great vision. He can shoot the puck pretty well, too. So it's just a pretty obvious pick here at five. Yeah, for sure. Elias Lindholm, he, he really sprouted into a really good player with the Calgary Flames. We're hoping he goes back to Carolina. Obviously, it, it was the right decision at the time. Hopefully, he got to stay with Carolina a little longer and really grew to the pen- potential he is currently at. But next up, we got the number six pick. This was originally the Calgary Flames selecting 
Uh, Sean Monahan, obviously, he's off the board as of right now. So we go Bo Horvat, who was originally selected by the Vancouver Canucks at number nine. We think Bo Horvat, just a, a really good all-around center, uh, a guy that's going to be a top six forward for sure and produce both offensively and defensively. Yeah, he's pretty much Sean Monahan, who is doesn't produce as much offensively, I would say. He, he's probably better defensively, maybe not as much offensively, just like when you look at the pure talent-wise at least. But I'd say they're pretty similar players. Bo Horvat is already a leader as he's been named captain of the Vancouver Canucks for the season. Uh, he's a guy that I really like. I know you're not a, you're not someone who necessarily loves him. You don't think he's like a bad player, but you don't necessarily love him. But I'm someone who's a big fan of him, and I think he's been a tremendous NHL player so far and will continue to be one. Yeah, I see Bo Horvat. Like you said, you're a bigger fan than I am. I do see him as a top six guy, as a, as a good um, defensive penalty killer. But I, I don't see him as ever being that number one center. Luckily for Vancouver, they don't really got to worry about that because they got Elias Pettersson, who is just an offensive dynamo. And then Bo Horvat, a great number two center that can really shut it down on the PK. But next up, Chase, we go with the number seven pick. This is yours because it's odd. Sorry. No, no, you're good. So the Edmonton Oilers are going to choose Max Domi with this pick. The original pick was Darnell Nurse. So Max Domi originally number 12 to the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, this is a really awesome pick. Max Domi is a dude who really does it all on the ice. He scores, he hits, he's not afraid to get a little scrappy. He's got that scrappiness like his dad does. Not quite to the level that his dad does because this kid's just purely talented. Uh, I still think he's yet to ever reach his ceiling. I still think his ceiling is like that of a legit number one, like, like maybe not center, but number one forward scorer. Uh, he's kind of shown flashes getting there i don't think he's ever been he's never been consistently there i still think he can get there uh but you know that timeline's kind of cutting short you know it's, it's getting close to the end if he wants to get to that level yeah i agree with you on that point but also with this number seven pick domi going to the edmonton oilers how often have we talked about the edmonton oilers being strictly Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl here getting max domi obviously is going to be a big help take some of the weight off those two shoulders Oh, absolutely. It would be huge for them. Most definitely. All right, next up, we got the number eight pick. This was the Buffalo Sabres pick, who originally selected Rasmus Ristolainen. This time, they go with Jake Gensel, who was originally selected by the Pittsburgh Penguins with the 77th overall selection. Jake Gensel, since coming into the league, uh, has been really an offensive dynamo, has been very good scoring goals next to Sidney Crosby. Some may say that it was Sidney Crosby that's really made Jake Gensel into who he is today. But you can't argue the production he's seen over his career. He's had 40 goal seasons. He was on a tear earlier in the season before he got injured. So he goes number eight to the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, Gensel's a guy who I think is easily a 40 goal scorer consistently with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then if he's not on the Pittsburgh Penguins, he's at least a 35 goal scorer. Because like at the end of the day, you don't score 40 goals just because you play Sidney Crosby. You might be able to score 20 goals just because you play Sidney Crosby. But if you're scoring 40, that means that you are truly an offense talent. You you have a great shot. You have great sense. So I still think he would be a minimum 30, 35 goal scorer on any other team in the league, which is still tremendous value at that point in the first round. Absolutely. And this, again, goes into that point we are just talking about with the Edmonton Oilers. It feels like Buffalo, all year this year, it's really been Jack Eichel, and that's it. Jeff Skinner, who they gave a big contract, he's kind of been a no-show. So if they bring in Jake Gensel here with this 2013 draft, Jack Eichel has a lot more help. Next up, we got that number nine selection, Chase. Yep, number nine, the Vancouver Canucks originally drafted Bo Horvat. He is no longer available, so they will happily choose Anthony Mantha out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Originally pick of the Detroit Red Wings, 20th overall. Anthony Mantha has finally come into his own really the last couple of years. Kind of a slow starter after, you know, his, after having 82 goals in 82 games his draft year. He was just a tremendous talent. He plays a kind of weird game. Like, he's really good offensively. He still needs to be more involved defensively, but he does play pretty physical. Uh, he he's someone who, if he truly recognizes his ceiling and tries to get there, he could be one of the biggest threats in the NHL. But for some reason, it just does not seem like he can get there. But regardless, he's still someone you could probably trust for 30 goals a year, especially on the right team, and that's awesome value. Yeah, for sure, Anthony Mantha, a really good player. And, hey, next to Elias Lindholm and Brock Besser, I think he'd be completely fine. 
Yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> All right, next up, we got the number 10 selection. This was the Dallas Stars originally selecting Valerie Nachushkin. We changed it up here. We go Josh Morrissey, who went 13th overall to the Winnipeg Jets originally. Josh Morrissey, by far the best defenseman on the Winnipeg Jets as of right now. He could come into Dallas, pair nicely with Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, that Josh Morrissey is a guy I really like. I really liked him at the time of the draft. I thought maybe he should have been higher than 13th overall. And as we do the redraft, he goes 10th overall. So I guess he didn't go higher as I would have expected. Uh, he He's just, he's so good. He plays such a sound, smart game. He's reliable offensively. He's not going to make mistakes defensively. He's just someone you can really trust. You can play him 25 minutes a game. You can use him in whatever situation you need him. He's just someone that you can really heavily trust and the Winnipeg Jets should definitely be thankful that he's there to kind of help save them. Yeah, absolutely. They're really struggling on that back end since Dustin Bufflin left. Obviously, they lost Jacob Truba and others. But, Chase, next up, we go to the 11th overall selection. Number 11 belongs to the Philadelphia Flyers. Originally, it took the awesome Samuel Morin. But this time, they decided to go with Brett Pesci. Originally, a 66th pick to the Carolina Hurricanes, Brett Pesci. Has been someone who has really come on the last couple of years for the Hurricanes. Been a great offensive defenseman, uh, decent enough in his own zone. He's not going to cause much uh, error, but he's really reliable for the value that he was taken at. Especially, uh, I think, yeah, in redraft as we have him go in the first round, it makes a lot of sense. You know, those defensemen that are capable of scoring at a pretty solid level while still being reliable defensively are hard to find. Uh, number eleven pick for Brett Pesci makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and most definitely better than Samuel Moore, and that hasn't exactly worked out. But yeah, Brett Pesci and Jacob Slavin, they kind of came onto the scene at the same exact time with the Carolina Hurricanes. Both guys, absolute studs. I prefer Slavin. I think you would as well. But, uh, you know, Brett Pesci, a great pick for the Philadelphia Flyers at number 11. Next up, we got number 12. This was the Phoenix Coyotes pick, and they originally selected Max Domi. Unfortunately, Max Domi is not here. But you know who is here? The Tampa Bay Lightning's original selection, Jonathan Druin. A guy that had a little bit of attitude issues here in Tampa, but he's still got super high on skill. We had to put him here at number 12. The guy's got amazing potential. Will he reach it? Still kind of uncertain yet, but a really good player. He's still one of my favorite NHL players and always will be. He's got such a ridiculous ceiling that he as you mentioned he has not reached and who knows if he will reach it if he does reach it he's a legit threat to score 100 points in the nhl he has that much offensive talent but it just has not really kind of come out yet for whatever reason i hope he can get there because i'm always going to be a supporter of his you know it sucks it didn't work out in tampa i'll happily take mikhail sergachev though i mean i'm that trade i'm very happy about i think it worked out for the tampa lightning very well uh, so maybe him getting drafted to Phoenix is a place where he could have had a different kind of start. Maybe they use him right away instead of him going back to junior like Tampa did, and maybe that builds his confidence a little more. Maybe he goes to plays two years junior, dominates a little bit, and then gets confidence that way. I don't know what exactly was with him, but there was something that kind of hindered his development path. Maybe Phoenix could have fixed that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, looking at it right now, we love Sergachev. We're so happy we have him, a great defenseman. But just think about it for a second. Take a step back. Imagine Jonathan Druin pans out, doesn't have the issues he had when he was here in Tampa Bay. You got Jonathan Druin, Steven Stamkos, and Nikita Kucherov all playing together. You also get Braden Point in there. How electric would that offense be? It's already great, but how much better would it be? Yeah, it, it, it would be pretty special, that's for sure. It, it would be stupid. Yeah, but unfortunately, that is not the case. Next up, Chase, number 13. Number 13, this was Josh Morrissey's the Winnipeg Jets originally. This time around, it'll be Darnell Nurse, seventh overall pick of the Edmonton Oilers in the original iteration of this draft. Darnell Nurse is a guy that I like. You know, he, he plays a tougher game. He's still got some offensive players, some defensive player to him. Uh, but yeah, he plays a tougher game. He's not afraid to hit and fight. He'll block shots. He'll do what you need to do. He hasn't really reached his full ceiling either, as is expected, being the seventh overall pick. But he hasn't been a bad player by any means. He's definitely kind of picked it up the last couple of seasons. He's starting to kind of put it together. Just a little bit of a slow developer. But at the end of the day, he's still a reliable guy for the Edmonton Oilers and would be a very reliable guy for the Winnipeg Jets as well. 
Yeah, most definitely, and that's what they need right now because of how brutal that back end has been this year. But, you know, Darnell Nurse, a great player. He drops a little bit from 7 to 13, but he's still going to be a first-round pick, obviously. He gets a, a big contract in this past couple of months as well, so that's nice to see. But moving on now, we go to the number 14 selection. Columbus Blue Jackets originally selected Alexander Venberg. They change it up here with Shea Theodore, who was originally selected by the Anaheim Ducks at 26. A nice defenseman that can play both ends of the ice and really is doing well with the Vegas Golden Knights as of right now. Yeah, you know, he's one of their better defensemen. Uh, the, the problem with Vegas, this is kind of off point, I know, is they're still lacking that true number one defenseman. Like, Shea Theodore is not that number one defenseman type guy, but he still is a very talented guy nonetheless. Uh, I think that the Columbus Jacks would be very happy to have him on their team, as any team would, but he's not a guy that you're going to trust quite like we did with Morrissey going on earlier. Regardless, still good value in the first round. I don't think there'd be any complaints from the Blue Jackets. Absolutely. And Chase, number 15 selection. I think we're continuing with the defensemen, aren't we? Yeah, you know, a little bit of a stretch of defensemen here. Uh, but we go with Mr. Ryan Pulak, who was the original pick to the New York Honors at 15, actually. So he stays put. Someone who has finally figured out the last couple of years, a slow developer, was looking like a guy that's like, ooh, this is kind of a tough pick. But he's really had a good last like two seasons with the Islanders. He, he's really impressed me. He's someone who's showing that okay, he's a legit top four defenseman in the NHL. You can use him in any you know like in not necessarily any situation, but you can use him in more situations than just even strength as your sixth defenseman. He's someone who's gotten more trust with the Islanders, and he works well in that system. Yeah, most definitely. And he, he was a guy originally thought to be another Griffin Reinhardt, another guy where, man, this is another wasted pick, another defenseman we took decently high in the draft, and he didn't really pan out. He has started to do a lot better in the recent years. Barry Trotz, obviously, a big factor in that with how good that defense has been in the last couple of years. But next up, Chase, we look at number 16, this originally was the Buffalo Sabres drafting Nikita Zadorov. What a beauty. Nikita Zadorov hasn't worked, obviously. So here still we go. Still a beauty. Okay, still a beauty. But we go Will Butcher here. Will Butcher originally drafted at 123 overall. A guy that has only started playing recently as he was in the college ranks for quite some time. And a guy that is a is a really solid, reliable top four defenseman. He's not going to be your number one, but he's a guy that can play both ends of the ice and, you know, be a reliable number three or four for you. Yeah, you know, Will, Will Butcher was a great value pick by the Colorado Avalanche. Just too bad that he never signed with them. He's opted to play four years, hit the free agent market, go with the New Jersey Devils, and has been a great defenseman for them so far. Uh, he is probably one of the best values in this draft, along with Jake Gensel at the original draft position. So taking him in the first round is, you know, a little bit disappointing when you get that great value. But regardless, uh, to the Buffalo Sabres, the Nikita Zorov would make a lot more sense, would really help out this team offensively because they still just have no offensive help. Maybe they'll get there one day eventually. I don't know. When you, but when you get guys like Casey Middlestad, like, of course, Jack Eichel, Rasmus Dahlin, Sam Reinhart, and you're still really not getting it done offensively, like, what, like what's going on? Yeah, I think at that point it's more of – the team rather than the players. But Chase, next up, we look at the Ottawa Senators with that 17th overall selection. Yeah, so instead of taking Curtis Lazard, who when they drafted him at the time, they said, we'd be happy with him being a top nine forward. First of all, why the hell are you taking a guy you think will be a top nine forward in the first round? You think you're happy to take a third liner in the first round? Take a lap. That's why this pick worked out so horribly. But instead, they would be happy in the route to have to get Tyler Bertuzzi, who was originally the 58th overall pick to the Detroit Red Wings, who at the time when he was drafted was a guy who was supposed to be maybe a 6th or 7th pick, if not undrafted. But the Red Wings took him high, obviously worked out well. And in this redraft, he's going first round to the Ottawa Senators. You know, the pick makes sense. He fits in their kind of system where like he, he's a smaller dude who's got some offensive ability, but he, he plays a little tougher. Like he'll hit. Like he, He's the type of guy that would work out really well for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, most definitely. And Tyler Bertuzzi, one of the only shining stars on this year's Detroit Red Wings, who, let's be honest, have been absolutely brutal. He sits second in scoring, only behind Dylan Larkin, who obviously a stud. So nice to see the Ottawa Senators actually get somewhat of a skilled player into their system here with Tyler Bertuzzi. 
yeah, no, it works out very well for them. I think they'd have zero complaints with that pick. Yep. Next up, we have the San Jose Sharks at number 18. They originally selected Mirko Mueller. That has not worked out very well, so we decided to change it up. Go Tristan Jari, who was originally selected by the Pittsburgh Penguins at 44 overall. Let's be honest, the San Jose Sharks, one of their main reasons on why they're so brutal this year has been their goaltending. Tristan Jari would easily step in right now and maybe push them to a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, Tristan Jari at the time was a guy that I thought, okay, this could be a borderline first-round pick. One in the second to the Penguins. So, oh, that's some pretty tremendous value. He's someone who I really see as a future NHL starter. You know, he's really come on in the last couple of years as he's done that. He'd be perfect for the San Jose Sharks for now, whose goaltending situation, as you mentioned, is just an absolute nightmare. Uh, the pick makes a lot of sense. And sorry, Mio Camilo, you're a Swiss beauty, but you suck. <laughs> that's not very nice chase but we will now move on to the 19th overall selection chase who you got going here yeah, 19 this pick is owned by the columbus blue jackets originally taking kirby reichel that guy worked out real well uh rasmus Ristolainen falls all the way from originally being 8 to 19 so this is a guy rasmus Ristolainen, who beginning part of his career was showing okay this dude could be a legit top defenseman in the league then the last two years kind of happened and he ended up being one of the worst defensive players like one of the worst defensive defensemen i should say in the league uh he, he still got some offensive ability but he makes too many errors defensively for you to take him in the top five top ten he's still got too much talent to leave outside of the first round so that's why we have him slipping into 19 here yeah that's unfortunate because you look at buffalo again like, we've talked about it just a couple minutes ago about how many players they bring in that are looking like they're going to be superstars, but how it really hasn't worked for anyone except for Eichel. I was really hoping that the two Rasmuses could be a deadly duo for years and years to come. Unfortunately, that really hasn't happened, but that doesn't mean Rasmus Ristolainen isn't still a first-round pick. The guy still has some skill. We're hoping that he can get back to his potential he was at just a couple of years ago. Yeah, because I, I, I really like Ristolainen, so if he can get back to where he was, then that'd be perfect. That'd be awesome. That'd be great for the Sabres. Absolutely. Next up, we take a look at the Detroit Red Wings, who originally selected Anthony Mantha here at 20. Unfortunately, he is not available at this pick. So, we look at Rasmus Ristolainen's World Juniors teammate, UC Saros, goaltender who was originally selected by the Nashville Predators with that 99th overall selection. Let's be honest, the Detroit Red Wings, they're not looking so hot in that goalie category. They got two older guys and Howard and Bernier. They're going to need someone who's a little bit younger that can produce soon on that team if they want to, you know, quicken this rebuild. So we think UC Soros could fit nicely with them. Yeah, the Red Wings have really struggled drafting goalies since, like, Peter Morazic at first looked a great pick, had that great first half of the rookie year, then hit a wall and never figured it out again after that. Uh, so, really, like, I guess since Jamie Howard is their last, like, good goalie pick, they, they've really struggled finding a goalie since then. UC Charles in the first round, like, I don't, like, I don't necessarily love first-round goalies, but I think some goalies are worth it, where Jari... I was a guy who I thought was worth it. And then Saros, the way he's played, has definitely proven to be worth that. So it would be a great for the Detroit Red Wings. You know, they maybe wouldn't be as terrible as they are. One of the worst teams to watch. Kind of embarrassing. So UC Saros would go and be that number one goalie for them. Yeah, for sure. And UC Saros, maybe he's looked at as a starting goalie right now if it wasn't for Pekka Rene, who obviously has been one of the elite goaltenders in the league since he's come onto the scene. So uh, who knows? We think UC Saros is a first-round pick in our redraft. But next, we take a look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and their 21st overall selection. Yeah, so number 21 originally, that was the GOAT, Frederick Gauthier. Uh, this time around, we decided Anthony Duclair, original 80th overall pick of the New York Rangers, was a better fit. Duclair is a guy who, his NHL career has been a weird one. He, you know, he's been traded so many times, such a young career. He's been on four different teams, if I'm not mistaken. They'd be the Rangers, the Coyotes, the Blue Jackets, the Senators. Uh, you know, he finally is having a good year with the Senators this year. It took, it took him a while. He, he showed some signs of being a really good player when he made the Rangers at 19, but then just kind of struggled from there and got traded around. But fi finally found his footing this year. Maybe he finds a home in Toronto and does well from them from the beginning. Uh, but regardless, he has been a guy who's worthy of a first-round pick. Yeah, Anthony Duclair, a guy that 
has definitely rebounded this year, performing a lot better than he has in past years. And we think that he could add some scoring touch to the Toronto Maple Leafs, as well as bring a little bit of grit. But next up, we take a look at pick 22. This belonged to the Calgary Flames. They originally took Emile Poirier. Man. Beauty. What a pick. Uh, Definitely not going to be the same here. Uh, We go JT Comfer here. JT Comfer originally selected 35th overall by the Buffalo Sabres. And JT Comfer, a guy that's a good top nine center that can really shut it down and help you on or help you out on the PK. So we think he'd be a nice selection here for the Calgary Flames. They add a little depth. Yeah, you know, this pick is just a good safe pick. He's JT Comper is not someone who's necessarily like flashy or like a superstar, but he's a really reliable player. He's someone you can trust every night in your lineup and can't say the same about Emile Poirier. So really any, any player here is about better than that pick. So this pick is just a good one for them. Yeah, absolutely. And this draft, we were talking about it when we were actually doing the redraft. We talked about how, man, there's a lot of really high-end skill. Nathan McKinnon, Alexander Barkov, Seth Jones. But then it kind of drops off quite quickly, and that's kind of where we're at right now. So JT Comfer, a good player. Should he be a first-round pick? Maybe he is in this redraft. So, Chase, next up, we got the 23rd overall selection. Who are we looking at? Yeah, so this is an... Another pick similar to the Ryan Pulak selection. Uh, 23rd overall is Andre Burakovsky to the Washington Capitals. In the redraft, 23rd overall is Andre Burakovsky to the Washington Capitals. So he didn't really work out too well in Washington. He wasn't bad, wasn't first-round pick, really. I uh, got traded to Colorado, started doing a little better, uh, looking more like he's a legitimate NHL player at this point. He, he's got some he's got some ability, don't get me wrong. He was a great player in the OHL. He was really good on the Erie Otters team, but... Yet again, who wasn't really good on the Erie Otters team. Uh, so, you know, he, he's got, got a ton of talent, and I think that he can get there. Maybe maybe not like a first-line scorer, but like be a middle six, happy scorer, power play two type guy. I still think he can be that for the rest of his career. Yeah, I agree. I was hoping he'd get to a little bit more of a ceiling and be one of those top two win uh, scores, unfortunately, hasn't gotten there yet, but I would agree with you, Chase. I, th- I think he can be a, a middle-line scorer for the rest of his career. But, Chase, next up, we've got, uh, like, probably the best name in hockey history. Uh, 24th overall selection was originally the Vancouver Canucks selecting Hunter Shinkaruk. Are you kidding me? Dude. I, I remember at the draft when teams were talking about how is Shin Kuruk falling? He was expected to be a top 10 pick. He's falling. He's falling. Oh my gosh. He ended up 24th overall at Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver got the steal of the draft already. How did that work out? Not so great. Hunter Shin Kuruk, only 15 games in his career. Super unfortunate. I was a big fan at the draft. I thought he was going to be awesome, but <laughs> that was not the case, obviously. So, we decide to turn to Alex Wenberg, who originally went 14th overall to the Columbus Blue Jackets. A guy who, when he first burst onto the scene, was pretty good. Recently, he has not been that great. Uh, so we have him fallen a little bit. Still a first-round pick in our minds, though. Yeah, his his track record is really what helped keep him as first-round pick. He's a guy who's been struggling to get into the lineup sometimes. He's been healthy scratch throughout the year. Uh, I'd say it's a more, probably more mental struggles than anything. He's shown that he can do it. He can get back to a level of being a legitimate, you know, middle six to borderline top six guy for an NHL team. He just got to figure it out again. I 100% agree. Well, will he? Honestly, uh, I don't know about you, but I... I don't really see a bright future in Columbus over these next couple of years, so I'm not feeling very confident about it. But I love Alexander Wenberg, and I really hope that he can get back to that point. Yeah, so do I. He's, he's, he's a player I've always enjoyed watching. All right, Chase, next up, 25th overall selection. So the 25th overall selection was originally a Montreal Canadiens selecting Michael McCarron, who has worked out so well, man. He's been a great NHLer. Yikes. So instead of that, uh, this pick's maybe controversial. I don't know, uh, but it will be Dominic Kublik, who was originally 191 overall to the LA Kings. Uh, he was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks come into the season. Came onto the to the scene this year as a rookie. Had a tremendous rookie season before the season got canceled. Uh, so you know it might be a little hot take saying he's a first round pick based off of one year production, but he was 
so good, so effective this one year. And he plays a really nice game where he like, he's got a powerful shot. He's got great hands. He can be physical. He can do what you need him to do. And you know he he was just a rookie. You could, I know he's a little bit older for a rookie, but you can still think he's only going to improve from here. So that's why we feel that he's a first round pick. Absolutely, only one year production, but the future looks super bright when it comes to Dominic Kubelik. So that's what pushed him into the first round. Next up, Chase, twenty sixth overall selection. This was originally the Anaheim Ducks selecting Shea Theodore. Unfortunately, Theodore is not available. But who is Pavel Buchnevich? 75th overall selection originally, he gets up into the first round. A guy who, you know, a couple years ago when him and VC came into the New York Rangers system, it looked like maybe these two were going to be pretty solid producers right away. Hasn't really been the case. Buchnevich, a top nine scorer in my opinion. So uh, again, we're looking at the drop off, but he's a, he's a first round pick here. Yeah, Booch was a guy that you loved when he was in Russia, and you were excited for him to come over, but just hasn't really worked out for him. He's he's had, He had a better year this year. You know, Maybe he's kind of putting the piece together finally. He's someone I do really like also. I think he's got some talent. Uh, it just like how high-end is that talent, I'm not really sure. I think he could be someone who provides some great depth scoring, some power play two guy, uh, but will never be like your – he'll never be your team's go-to guy. There's just no way. He doesn't have the high-end ceiling. Yeah, exactly, and when it comes to this draft, that's – Really what you're looking for in the deep end of the first round. But, Chase, next up, the Columbus Blue Jackets are on the clock at pick 27. The original pick here was Marco Dano, who is a guy that I, I do like as a bottom six guy. Uh, you know, not a first-round pick. He's kind of struggled staying in the NHL. I think on the right team he could be a legit bottom six or like a 13th forward help. Uh, so, obviously, that will not be the pick here this time around at 27. The Columbus Blue Jackets are going to go with Avi Bergstrand, who, wildly enough, was their pick 89th overall. So, you know, they could have just had the better value getting Bergstrand later on, but instead they got to take him in the first round. Uh, Bergstrand has been a guy, yet again, kind of like Pucevic. Uh, he's shown some flashes, a little bit of a higher ceiling expected as he started coming onto the scene. Hasn't really gotten there. Uh, maybe he can get there, but probably won't be your team's number one guy either, ever. Yeah, and... It's unfortunate because I'm a big Bjorkstrand guy, uh, Danish, just like Nikolai Ehlers. I, I love the dudes from Denmark, and I was really hoping Bjorkstrand would have a little bit more success in his career, but he's got enough success to warrant the first round selection. Yeah, that's fair. All right, next up with the 28th overall selection, the Calgary Flames originally selected Morgan Klimchuk. What a stud. He only has one career game played, zero points. Looking at Calgary's overall draft, like originally, they had Sean Monahan, who, great pick, Emil Poirier, and Morgan Klimchuk, not looking too great. With our selection, we take Ian McCaution, who was originally selected 31st overall by the Florida Panthers. A nice, solid defenseman. Uh, not going to be your number one, your number two, maybe even your number three. Probably a nice... Number four, number five guy who's a good two-way guy, can help in both ends and be reliable at his position. Yeah, as you said, nothing special. Just a nice, solid NHL defenseman, someone that you can trust. Not going to trust him for 25 minutes a game, but you can trust him for what he does. So just a good, solid pick. You know, you can't hate it in the first round. And I'll be honest, it's unfortunate that they lose Monaghan in our redraft, but being able to get JT Comfer and Ian McCaution – Calgary Flames got to be a lot happier with those two guys than Emil Poirier and Morgan Klimchuk. Oh, yeah, 100%. Next up, Chase, the 29th overall selection originally belonged to the Dallas Stars. Who are they going here? So the Dallas Stars are going to, I don't know if I want to say happily, but they're going to choose Miles Wood, who was an original 100th overall pick to the New Jersey Devils. So instead of getting Jason Dickinson, uh, who is a borderline first-round guy in this redraft, if you ask me, based on the way talent is. I think Miles Wood is slightly ahead of him personally. So Miles Wood uh, has been a pretty regular NHLer for the last couple of years. He's he's had some, I, I guess we'll call it success offensively, not like necessarily putting up 50, 60 points, but you know he he's reliable. He's very reliable in that middle six to bottom six role. Uh, he'll play physical. He'll do the dirty work. Play defensively. Do what you need him to do. Not a sexy pick, not an unreal pick either. Just a solid pick to help out your team here at 29. 
Yeah, absolutely perfect way to put it there, Chase. Not a not a guy with high end talent, but a guy that's going to be a consistent NHLer for you, and that's what you want to see. So Miles Wood at twenty nine. Lastly, because obviously the Las Vegas Golden Knights are not in the NHL in twenty thirteen. We have the 30th overall selection, originally being the Chicago Blackhawks taking Ryan Hartman. This time, they take Cal Peterson, who originally was selected 129th overall, a goalie that we thought has shown recently the potential to possibly be a starting goaltender and really could help the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, he's like he's someone who really came onto the scene you know, this year, kind of had a weird path in college for anyone that knows his like kind of like story, kind of his development path, but you know, he, he's finally kind of putting it together. Uh, he's looking like the true replacement to Jonathan quick. Jonathan quick's been, you know, going, you know, downward trending the last couple of years. Cal Peterson is, is a guy who I would trust. Yeah. Taking over the job as I've been kind of talking about, uh, but the sample size is pretty limited. So who knows how successful he would be. But at the end of the day, this draft isn't the crazy deep draft so him and the 30th pick would be an all right pick absolutely so that's the end of our redraft not going to go into the second third fourth and up to the seventh round because that would just take way too much time and let's be honest we probably wouldn't even know who to start selecting when it comes to that fourth round area so that's it for the redraft next up we've got our poll results which i'm not very happy about but chase why don't we announce those i am very happy about so uh List, I'll re, excuse me, geez, reread the whole poll over again. So, poll time hockey fans, who drafted the better team, Mike Chase or did we both fail? So, Mike's team and our little snake draft that we did was Mary Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, Maurice Rocket Richard, Bobby Orr, Ray Bork, and Patrick Waugh. While I drafted Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe, Pavel Bure, Nicholas Lidstrom, Chris Chalios, and Dominic Hoshik. Well, the voting went 52% to me, 44% to Mike, and then 4% to neither. Apparently, we both did too bad of a job, according to somebody. Uh, but all I know is I won. Not a surprise. My team would dumb ears. I had Wayne Gretzky. Like, that's all I need to beat anybody. So, I'm right as always. Yikes! Wayne Gretzky, come on! That guy had no competition when he was playing! Uh... I and, don't care. He had Pavel more assists Burry? than the next person in points. Pavel Bure is the best skater in the history of the of history of the sport. He's one of the most transcendent, that's the word I'm looking for, players in the league. He was criminally underrated. He had a shortened career because of injury. He, If he was playing somewhere other than Vancouver and didn't lose his knee by the age of, like, 17, then he, he would have seen how special he would have been. Honestly, people are just mad at me for picking a guy that's still currently playing in the NHL and Sidney Crosby, which, I mean, I get it. Everyone's, uh, or at least it seems like everyone hates on Sidney Crosby. Um, not sure why I think he's a top five player in NHL history already. Um, I don't know about you, Chase, but I'm guessing that's why people went against me. I mean, when you have Bobby Orr and Ray Bork, I mean, come on. They're easily shutting down Wayne Gretzky. Easily. I don't think so. All right. Well, that was our poll results. No poll this week uh, because we just did the redraft. So we're not going to put something out there like, did you like our redraft? Like, come on. That's just silly. Uh, let's now move on to hockey name of the day. Last segment of the day. Chase, we ready? Oh, we're ready. I'm not sure if I can say that. Um, so Edward would be the first name and then Slesarevsky. Yes, sir. Edward Slesarevsky. So this dude is an Estonian born defenseman, uh, played his previous season with the Yoke U20 team in, uh, the top junior league in Finland. Uh, 32 games, goal, 6-7 points. Next year, we'll be playing for JHT and uh, Sumisaria, which is one of the lower top Finnish leagues. So it's not the top Finnish pro league, but it's uh, two steps below because the mess is right below that than this league. So it's still decent hockey. He's still 21 years old. You know, maybe he can work his way up to playing in the Liga, maybe in the KHL. Hell, maybe even the NHL. We'll see. Uh, you know, it's cool to see someone from Estonia kind of working their way up. Not a big hockey country by any means. But, you know, just cool name, cool country. That's all hockey name of the day is about, though. Just the cool name. So, uh, Edward Slesarevsky is the name of the day. Now we end the show 
with Chase giving us an outro. So as always, we want to thank you guys for coming out listening. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, it would really be helpful to us. It would be helpful to the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network. People are releasing exclusive content now that we're down to one show a week. So if you want to get access to that exclusive content, go become a patron. It's as little as $1. It goes up from there. Different price points lead to different prizes, different rewards. So if you guys can support us that way, we'd really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. While you're at, check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Get in on any giveaways that they're doing or on, on any events, whatever the hell's going on. Make sure to stay active on their Twitter. Check us out at hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts in the Hockey Podcast Network right there. Boom, just click on a logo. Takes you right to the podcast on SoundCloud. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You know, Send us your questions, comments, concerns, whether it be through email, Twitter, whatever the hell you got to do to reach out to us. You can drive to my house. Uh, but social distancing, so you got to yell at me from the street. However you guys want to reach out to us, just please do it. Absolutely, and the Hockey Podcast Network is constantly adding shows to our overall family, and recently we have added Hockey to Heroin, which is a Road to Recovery podcast, a pro hockey player, retired pro hockey player, that is, that lost it all due to addiction and his path to recovery. A great story if you guys want to go check that out. Uh, If you guys are interested in anything outside of hockey, like the NFL per se, with the NFL draft obviously happening over this past week, you can check out our other podcast at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, We're going to be posting a new episode here on Monday about the NFL draft. Uh, that's it for the episode. Like Chase mentioned, continue to reach out to us, guys. We'd love to answer any questions you guys have or any suggestions you may have for episodes. We'd love to take a look at it and possibly do it. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Later.